Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ahoy! Ahoy there! Oh, a, I always have a little moment where I wonder. I just wonder. A. Is the communication network working? B. Has Craig been bundled away? And no, I'm still an here. untimely end. No, you're not. Very you're much not. still here. Yes. Oh. Not there a lot's changed, I have to say, at the Holiday Inn Express. I should explain to um, peripatetic listeners that I'm. Nice. I'm yes, I'm in the. Uh, I'm in the Holiday Inn Express in Algiers. Um, oh, lovely. Because I was here just uh, well, rather unfortunately just before lockdown began. I've got. <laughs> I've got, got a question for you. At the end yes. of your stay at the Holiday Inn, oh. Did you, Will they present you with a bill? Well, Martin, this has been a subject of, of great debate among those of us staying here. I mean, oh, the, wood, the wood preservers, uh, you know, the members of the Worshipful Company of Wood Preservers who were staying here in the hotel have all left, as I, as I probably yes. told you. And uh, there was no sign of any money changing hands when they left. Oh, um, but maybe that was, maybe it was all settled in advance because they were staying on a corporate booking, I suppose. I suppose, in a way, so were you. Possibly. I'm slightly worried I'm going to, you know, have to foot the bill for... 47 cheese toasties and 89 cans of Tizer. Well, they add up, don't they? Yeah, it does add up. No, it does add up. Also, while I'm here, what, what sort of exercise you're taking these days, Greg? I've been doing a bit of yoga, actually. Uh, oh, it's very, very dynamic. Good. Yeah, yes, a bit of dynamic yoga. Yes, uh, yes. Doing it online with um, lovely, uh, lovely lady called Rose in the Cotswolds. Oh, that's um, very she nice. Has a little, a yeah, she has a little online Little online things, so we. Oh, I just, that's nice. You know, I just, I just lurk there. You and, lurk. Uh, sometimes I join in. Do you do it daily? Oh, oh! If, if I can, yes. I was going to say, some, sometimes I join in. Sometimes I just watch. Um, but uh, it is, it is very good. It is very good for you, yoga. Yes. Have you ever tried yoga, Martin? No, 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 never. I've been watching Duncan Ballantyne uh, doing things. There's been, they've been running another series of the real. Marigold Hotel, you know. What? Did you ever watch that? I've not even heard of it. I'm aware of the film, um, Best Kept Marigold Hotel. Allow me to tell you all about it. Furnish um, me with detail. Well, it's where they, 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 they get a little a handful, a motley handful of, of celebrities in their, in their autumn years, and they send them out to India, and they go and stay. They stay in a guest house. In this case, they were staying in a place called Pondicherry which I have to assume is Pondicherry. I think that's yeah. what we always called Pondicherry. And I think it's the BBC going through this lovely thing it does, where one by one, each town gets ticked off and starts to be pronounced in the, in the accent of, of how people pronounce it there, which, if you think about it, is yeah. entirely reasonable. But as I have said before, how long will it be before Glasgow becomes Glasgow? They'll say, well, well... We're just going to go to our correspondent up in Glasgow. No, and um, <laughs> I think Bob's in fucking Newcastle. Well, it would certainly spice things up a bit, wouldn't it? Well, you know, I mean, how far are we going to take this? Well, perhaps we should. Perhaps we should go even further. You know, go back to the sort of original Anglo-Saxon. You know, beyond that to yes. you know Chaucerian. 
English. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, Absolutely. where where does it Roman where does it stop? pronunciation? Yeah, I mean, yes. exactly. Where do, you, just, where do you draw the line? Well, perhaps we could just grunt like early early man and woman used to, you know. <laughs> that's 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 Darlington. Yes. Anyway, um, staying in Puducherry. They've got a, a wonderful group of people. They've got uh, Barbara Dixon, the, the songstress. Or songster, we now say, of course. The songster, Barbara yes, Dixon. Yes, the songster. Henry Blofeld, the, uh, the old... The Bond villain. The, the, yes, the, the cricketing, the, cric- the cricket commentator. Oh, the uh, cricketer. Um, yes, so he'll yes. be from sports. That's why I've never heard of him. Zandra Rhodes, the... Uh, the uh, the fashion the designer. designer from the, the 80s. Yes, yes. Paul Chuckle. Paul Chuckle. Um, oh, sadly uh, bereft, the, bereft. Sadly bereft of his of yes. his brother Barry. Yes. Yeah. Um, then uh, Duncan Bannatyne is also of that party, and Britt Eklund, and uh, that pretty much uh, the um, is a couple here and there that I might be forgetting, but um, that pretty much sums up the the houseful. Uh, Duncan Bannatyne, he sorry, this is all in answer to your yoga question. Duncan yeah. Bannatyne practices yoga all the time and it allows me it has allowed me to to enjoy the the tattooed hair he has he has hair tattooed onto his head tattooed in the sense of of he's had hair drawn on his head i think it's been drawn on in a sort of permanent way yes i mean he has hair as well growing but to fill in the bits where the hair isn't growing he's had it tattooed on it's um he can afford a hair transplant. What's he doing getting his head I think I think tattooed? he very much has afforded a hair transplant, I think. I think and what, what the good Lord couldn't provide in terms of source material, I suppose, for his hair transplant, he he uh, he supplied with, with ink. He inked it in. So um yes. That's yes, quite enterprising, really. I mean he went for just he, he went for just a normal Hair pattern. He's not sort of, you know, lowered his fringe or something. Or... No, he hasn't lowered his fringe. I would say they just sort of coloured it in, really. I think it must have been a dream job for the tattooist, I'd have thought. You know, when I started writing on the yes. uh, Independent on Sunday, yes, um, this was, I mean, this is back in the 90s now, there used to be a, uh, a corridor of editors and my, uh, and the culture, you know, the culture editor was at the end there. Yes, and um, sunk really wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this was in the days before hair transplants, and um, and some days he'd have well for for uh, you know one day you'd go and have you know uh, you know quite sort of shaggy hair, and then maybe the next week it would be even shaggier. Who who was this? Um, I thought it was called the culture right? editor. Yes, um, what was he called? Um, David Insect. That's right. Um, Anyway, he was uh, he was at the end of the corridor, and whenever you went past David's room, you'd have a little look just to see what state the hair was in, because we all realised after a while it, it it wasn't his hair, it was wigs. So, you see, what would happen is he'd have quite a long wig on towards the end of the month. Yes. And then on Monday morning, he'd come in with the short wig on. Ah! If he passed you in the corridor, corridor he'd, just, he'd just wink at you and tap his nose. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how the harvest is proceeding at Dunnell. 
Um, well, I know last we spoke, you had a rather yes. motley crew assembled to that's right to do the Ga- picking. Is it? Is Gary, it? Are you picking yet, or what's that? No, we're not yet picking. No, we're still. Well, actually, it's now we've now got an embarrassment of pickers. I mean, we've 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 got all our usual friends from uh, from Romania who who I think are going to be turning up. I'm 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 hoping in the next sort of fortnight or so we've got all their all their lodgings to be sorted out. Um, yeah. It's interesting, a number of them have been given... Uh, so you're going to go down to Millets and buy some more towels? Yeah? Uh, essentially, I mean, we can, uh, we, we can supply, we can give them actual, actual lodgings. More, they're sort of hostels, really. Um, it's a bit basic, but I think they, they quite enjoy it because it's quite fun. They all get to, to live together and it's, it's wonderful. They bring, they bring their own, they bring their own um, self-made alcohol with them. I mean, it is... It's oh, wonderful. It's like a sort of, it's like a sort of somewhere between a schnapps and a methylated spirit. Uh, you know, like a pachin. Very much like a pachin. I don't think you have to drink that much before you really would go blind. But they, uh, they bring it along, and they, 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 they'll have that with their lunch. They'll, you know, it's thirsty work doing um, the mange too. But we've now also enlisted uh, Kerry and Cora, um, but Kerry, who's are are wonderful. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. She's, she's a godsend. She's our, she's sort of gardener here, and yeah. uh, and Cora is uh, is is her partner, and uh, work partner. Uh, I, I believe a life partner as well. I think uh, Cora does the sort of does the paperwork. I think. I mean, in the in in the gardening business. Is that I a mean. euphemism? No, not at all. No, I mean Cora. Just no, no. She, yeah, she does the. Gets the stamps, licks the envelopes. Um, again, sorry, this is very much in the office. This is in the office. We're in the office. No, we're no, in the office. No, I'm with you. Uh, we're still in the office. <laughs> yes, you know she she's very much the uh, you know she 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 keeps the the amanuensis, if you will, to to the the absolute. Uh, uh, she takes uh, the notebook and splays it open. Um, um, yes, quite you. often. I've yes, I mean she'll, she'll yeah. bury herself in the ledgers. And uh, keep the just keeps the show on the road. That's what she does. Good, yeah. Redoubtable yeah. Kerry. Meanwhile, just keeps the place. She's wonderful. Anyway, we've now we don't really have the heart to tell them that we don't need them any longer. So we've got uh, we've got Kerry and Cora and uh, sixteen of their friends who are going oh. to come along and and pick. And um, I think something like sixty of our friends from Romania. So. Yes, it's. We'll see. We'll see how they get on. Uh, yeah. I think is is uh, is how I'm hoping to play it. Um, yes, I see. Anyway, yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, it could turn nasty. I know what you mean. Um, it could, or it could just be. It could be delightful. Let nation pick Mange two under nation. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I know you enjoy Simon Armitage as much as uh, as much as I do. Did you spot his lovely his lovely uh, lockdown poem? His lockdown poem. Yes, I I did enjoy that actually. Um, I didn't understand a ruddy word of it, which was which was uh, 
very reassuring. It's a long time since the laureate has written a poem that I don't understand. And that, for me, is the mark of great poetry. Do you know, actually, um, there's a lovely... Actually, I feel a little bit smug here because I happen to hold the key to it, which is there's a lovely yeah. story. And this I only know this because uh, Matthew Paris... Um, wrote about the uh, wrote about the, the actual story because he lives not very far from the the village of Eam, spelt E Y A M E A M. Oh yes, yeah. Eam, right. and um, there's a place called Middleton Stoney, which was a village not terribly far away. And during the last plague, sometime in the 17th century, um, there's a tragic love story that used to that played out between these two villages, because Eam, Eam did have the plague and Middleton Stoney didn't have the plague. And they had a, they had, there was a big boundary stone that yeah. marked the, 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 the boundary between the two villages. And there were these little holes in the top of the stone that were filled with vinegar. Uh, and the villagers of Eam would leave their money in the vinegar, which was thought to sort of purge the, 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 the coins of, uh, of, any, of any pathogen. And yes. uh, in exchange, the, the people of Middleton Stoney would leave, would leave food and, and medicine. I say medicine, I, you know, probably a, a nettle and a, you know. Yeah, a bag of lavender or whatever. Nettle yeah. and some lavender and maybe some, maybe a couple of dock leaves or something. Um, yeah. But there's a, there's a terrible, oh, a terrible love story. I get a lump in my throat even talking. Emmett Siddle, who features in the poem, yeah. was uh, was betrothed to be married to Roland Tor. Emmett Siddle, Roland Tor. You can tell by their names. They're they're gardeners, and uh, they uh, Roland Tor was in the in the the non-plague village. Emmett Siddle in in uh, Ian with the plague. Anyway, Roland Tor. They would meet. They would meet in secret um, at the boundary stone, and then one. Day Roland Tor goes and Emmett. Oh, she she doesn't turn up. She doesn't turn up. No. And Roland Tor goes. He doesn't see her. And then he goes back and he goes back every day, every day. And when when finally the quarantine is lifted, he is the first person into Eam, and he inquires. He's been hoping all this time, and then discovers that Emmett Siddle actually died. She died in in April. Anyway, That's there we so go. Sad. It's a terribly sad. It's terribly, terribly sad. But it's such a beautiful poem that Armitage has, has created from this. It does. It goes. Well, I, and to... I have to say, I'd like to read it again now that yes. you've told me all of that because yes. because I would, you know, I would have to argue that's a little bit like that's a bit of specialist knowledge you've got. It is. There. I feel I very privileged. You, you would be. One I hold of the, the only... key. Pretty much six or seven people who probably understood the poem. Yes, I got um, the secret. I think he could have given a, a he could have given a Wikipedia reference or something at, at the start. I think he might. Think. Perhaps a footnote. Come on, Armitage. Just a pointer. Come along. Yes, Just the cockeyed dice with its six dark holes. These these refer to the holes in the in the boundary stone. You see, oh, I they see. do look. They don't look unlike the holes in a dice. You see. Cockeyed dice with its six dark holes. Yes. Well, actually, well now, well now, I say I, all of this only goes to reassure me that yes. Simon Armitage is really coming up with the goods. He is. Oh, he's laureate. Because it's yeah. it's a tricky job, isn't it, poet laureate Martin? I mean, I think it is. Yes, you've got it. You've got to churn out. Sorry, craft beautifully, uh, several stanzas a year to mark public events, I suppose, and you shouldn't be too political. Um, and at the end of the day, you get an awful, you get in the neck from everybody, of course, apart from us, because we, we're very plugged into the culture and the zeitgeist. And then your payment for it, you get a case of port or something like that for it every a year. But You get a butt of uh, port. There's actually quite a lot That's of That's nice. Gosh, how much did these poets drink? 
Yes, well, I mean, previous laureates, um, yes. their, their work's not been, I would, I would hazard, not been quite so memorable. I mean, you've got, you've got Tennyson no. with the Charge of the Light Brigade. Oh, yes, yes. And then it really yes. goes, it slightly goes off-piste after that, doesn't it? Well, we had Betjeman, didn't we? Um, he we wasn't Ted very Hughes. good. As far as I can remember, I don't yes. remember any of Betjeman's poems while he was... Yes, Caroline right. Duffy. Caroline Duffy was the uh, Caroline Duffy. Yes, she is. I mean, she was pretty good. Definitely enjoy Caroline Duffy's poems. Um, but I say I enjoy her poems. I read one on the Underground once. Um, and, yes, I loved and, those poems on the Underground, weren't they? They were good, weren't they? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, but this this Simon Armitage, he's, he's knocking it out of the park. I mean, this is like. He's come out of the traps at a rate of knots, hasn't he? I oh, mean, well, he hasn't. He hasn't had it taken delivery of his first butt yet. As soon as he, no, he's, he's barely yes. six months mm. into the job, and he's written fourteen lines about a cockeyed dice. I mean, he is really steaming it. Oh, he's knocking it out the park. Yes, yes, yes that's yes. how a poet should be, in my opinion. Infrequent and completely baffling. And what about you, Martin? What's on your? Um, What's on your well, uh, this this week has seen the passing of Christo. You'll remember the uh, the wonderful, rather eccentric, but uh, what a, what an ornament he was on the cultural landscape. And I I do use the words advisedly. Uh, Christo, you may remember, was this wonderful surrealist artist, a sort of Man Ray writ large, you might say, who, who whose uh, particular style was uh, to wrap things in material. That was basically what he did, is wrap things. So do you remember the Reichstag? Do you remember the Reichstag? I do remember. Being, um, I do remember. They got wrapped up. It reminded me, it was a magnificent, if unsurprising, sight. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I do. But un- unsurprising. It looked very much like what the Reichstag would look like if uh, if they said, oh, oh, is it a, is it a present? When you first bought it, he said, oh, actually it is, yes. All right, would you like me to gift wrap it? He said, yes, I would. And you go, ah, it's the Reichstag, isn't it? Go, oh, yes. I wonder what you've given me. I appear to be giving the present to the woman who's just wrapped it, don't I? In the uh, in the in the enactment. And why not? It's a hell of a job she's done. It's a hell of a job. Know. Yes. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you, my darling, you shall have it. You, because you wrap so beautifully. Basically, his gig was, I wrap things that are too big to wrap. Is that is that fair? I that guess that's the, right. That was the it's concept a... behind the concept art. You wouldn't normally it's, wrap it's... this, so I'm going to wrap it. Is it, yeah, what was it about? Why, Martin? That's what I'm driving at. Well, why I suppose, did he do it? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm thinking of the... Didn't Man Ray do a sort of pair of scissors made of silk or something? Or is that a silk cut advert? I can't remember. Is it the case, Martin, with art, that yes. the more bonkers you make it, the more people will project their own idea of what it's about and how profound it is onto it. It's like we have to have a meaning so we invent yes. one. It's very hard to sort of look at one of Christo's works of art and not think that it might mean something or have well, some I, purpose. I find myself thinking, oh, but I, I don't smoke silk cut. That's my reaction, usually. He, apparently, he had a, a work of art uh, that was in progress. Uh, oh, this yeah. was called Arc de Triomphe Wrapped. This is the name of the work. Arc de Triomphe Wrapped. Okay, now wait a minute. Let me just Let's try just and try guess and what that guess involves. Guess what that might have been. Well, there's only one question, really. What colour, Christo? 
what colour? And what colour would you imagine? Well. I think I know what that would be as well. White. Oh, um, oh, yeah. oh, interesting. Oh, gosh, you've you've interpreted that very differently from me. I was, I was, oh, I was going to say purple, but I now realise why well, silk cut again. I'm back on the silk cut. I mean, I'm not, but uh, any more of this chat, I probably will be. Last on the agenda. Um, yes. Extraordinary. Uh, the, um, I want to say Brian Epstein, but it's not Brian Epstein, is it? It's uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey the Epstein, Jeffrey yes. Epstein yes. documentary. Yes. Have you heard about yes. this on Netflix? Well, have you been watching I've this? read all about it, certainly. Certainly, I have. Tell me. But I haven't seen it, but that doesn't disqualify me from having very strong opinions about it. Well, my, my main observation would be that we've had a series of sort of true crime. One of the things about sort of these true crime shows about murders, you never see the victim. You know, you're kind of spared any empathy or too much empathy for the person who these crimes have been uh, carried out on. And this is a problem, I think, with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, because it sort of jumped the shark of true crime documentaries, because his, his victims are, are very much part of the, uh, very much part of the show, you know, and they get sort of paraded yes. in front of you yes. to talk about all the terrible things that happened at Epstein's hands. And it becomes really uncomfortable because you realise what we actually want from these shows is a bit of prurient interest yes. in somebody's wrongdoing. You know, we want to yes. think, oh, did they do it? Did they not do it? Oh, would I do that? Yes. Epstein's sort of completely... It's it's really quite an extraordinary feat because yes. the, uh, the, the series manages to be exploitative of... All these victims are sort of getting exploited all over again in the yes. documentary. But it's also boring. Oh, that's because, right, yes. Because that's there's no central character. There's no, there's no one to follow. And what you realise is that not only do you feel disgusted with yourself, but you're also bored at the same time. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, so it's quite dear. a potent you watch. Go. As I say, it jumps the shark of true crime. Yes. It does beg the question. What is it that we find so entertaining about people being murdered, um, which which we don't we do, we don't we don't find say people being trafficked for sexually sexual abuse, we don't find that entertaining. Although supposedly being trafficked for sexual abuse is a lesser crime than murder. Well, I suppose murder. Yes, it, it just it happens and it's done and that's it. It's a sort of clean break. Whereas I suppose any sort of, any kind of trafficking or exploitation that, that's ongoing just is, oh, the burden of it's just so horrific. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, for example, you couldn't have um, a paedophilia mystery set in Oxford. Oh, which was being set in Dorchester on Thames. Yes. You know, yes. being investigated oh. by... I don't know, a sort of lone wolf. Um, maybe he runs a hamburger restaurant in the middle of town. Yes. He's got a passing interest in in paedophilia, or at least in catching paedophiles. Yeah. Um, the Wendell. That, the would, Wendell that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. However, no. pie in the pie in the sky. Oh. Um, oh chef got chef decides to investigate murder. Yeah, we're off to the races. Yes, um, you're completely right. Yes. But also, it's really important that there's no hint of any impropriety. In the this is true. Yes, the murder has yes. to be committed. It has to be usually over money. Solely, 
over money, money or over rage. Will. Or rage. Oh, that gardener. It's never... him again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, as long as you're in the scope for ample flashback as well. Oh, but it was on that evening that the Reverend Simpkins sat down to write his sermon for the following day. And he heard, oh, that man, outside the window. And, oh, climbing up to have a peep through the leaden, the leaden panes. Um, he heard the, the cry, the cry of somebody wrapping his church in material. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. What do you think? I see what, I see what you're doing there. Just like what done there. Oh, he's wrapped <laughs> his church in, in, in purple, purple silk. Martin, is that the time? Oh, good heavens, it really is the time. Yes. Goodness yes. gracious me. Look, well, the sun it, disappearing over the yard there, out there. Yes, it Quick, certainly pour is. Yourself a, pour yourself another little... Another little shot of Pachin. Of Pachin yes, there. Of, Pachin, uh, yes. Romanian Pachin. Oh, oh, knock it back. Oh. There we go. Ah, that's Two fingers literally to the other just pickers. taking yeah. the hairs off my chest. Look at that. Oh, ah. it's time to... It's, yes, it's time to time stow to, anchor to, and... Uh, marvellous, I shall push you away. I push oh, you away with, you. My, with my with my deck shoe, mm, held in my hand, just for just for just for for non-contamination purposes. There we are, Dahoy, Dahoy there, with my rubber gloves on, Dahoy, Dahoy, just. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're still, you're still, you're still tied. Sorry, you're still tied. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, no, no. Give me another push. There we go. Dahoy, Dahoy. Time Ghost was written and created by Alexander Armstrong and Ben Miller. It was produced by Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard. This was a Hattrick podcast.